Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We've all felt left out. And for people who move to this country, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Minty Kaling's Velma is going to be South Asian, and that's that. Cleveland's baseball team is now called the Guardians, a.k.a. the baseball team formerly known as the Indians. And BuzzFeed's Shannon Keating joins to talk housewives and why we all need to thank the gay gods for Kathy Hilton. It's July 23rd, 2021. Hey friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Stephen LeConte. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. Stephen, if there's one thing I know about people, it's that they don't take change well. Oh no, they do not. (laughs) Especially the internet. (laughs) Um, So specifically, I am talking about uh, recent people being too precious about old cartoon characters news because Mindy Kaling has some words for everyone who's mad that her version of Scooby-Doo's character Velma will be South Asian. She recently told Seth Meyers that while at first people were stoked she'd be voicing the character in an upcoming animated spinoff, many weren't too thrilled when it was announced that the character would be South Asian. They were not happy the, there was a lot of like, so not Velma, like those kind of tweets. Right. Not the classic Velma that I'm always thinking about. <laughs> Mindy went on to say she was surprised that people were having so much trouble imagining that, quote, a really smart, nerdy girl with terrible eyesight and who loved to solve mysteries could be Indian. I mean, Casey, <laughs> I shouldn't be surprised that this turned into a scandal just given, you know, how horrible the internet is. But I cannot believe people are actually being precious about Velma from Scooby-Doo <laughs> being Caucasian. Listen, the the only thing I would be mad about is if the, she's somehow not queer because Velma is queer. But, okay, that's a really good point. Right, it is. No, but seriously, this instantly reminded me of how they're doing the live action Little Mermaid and Little Mermaid's oh, going to yeah. be black now. And I even, I got a, a message from an angry fan when I wrote that up like two, over two years ago. And she was <laughs> like, she was like, how dare she not be a ginger? She's originally white. And I'm like, okay. Okay. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. People therapy. I I cannot (laughs) recommend it 
enough. You know, Mindy's talked about this Velma reboot, how it's going to, she says it's going to have like a 2021 refresh. It's going to be a more modern spin on Scooby-Doo. Frankly, I'm glad that all those kids aren't going to be white now. I think that's like a positive <laughs> step forward. And by the way, Casey, she did hint at the fact that Velma may be queer. Oh, yes. Thank you, Stephen. <laughs> No worries. Well, okay. Let's move on to some other news about uh, people who cannot deal with any change, okay? After over a century of being known as the Indians, Cleveland's baseball team has a new name, the Guardians. The team made the announcement with a video narrated by Tom Hanks, who neither grew up nor lives in Cleveland. So why the Guardians? According to the team, Guardians reflects those attributes that define us while drawing on the iconic Guardians of Traffic just outside the ballpark on the Hope Memorial Bridge. Yeah, honestly, people are mad. And I think I'm like, maybe you just didn't know that Guardians is actually connected to your city. And maybe you should you should be ashamed of that (laughs) more than anything. I'm like, it's connected. It's not like they just like were like, oh, we like the Guardians of the Galaxy. (laughs) Let's do that. It's like they had an actual reason. And I think like, yeah, what you said, like people on the Internet, they're like uh, being such pains about it. And they're just like, I forget like what word, but someone was just like, what a weak name or something like that. And I'm like, what about the two teams named after socks? Right. Hey, I'm from Boston. I love one of those teams named after Sox, but but you have a fair point. Okay. They're called the Red Sox. The Guardians is fine. No, I saw this tweet because there was someone, some angry right wing person was like, oh, this is the dumbest sports team name ever. And then someone quote tweeted them saying, you know, there's literally a team called the Utah Jazz, right? (laughs) It's so stupid. No, but I'm all for the change. Of course, it's one of those things when you see it, you go, oh, of course, Fox News is not going to stop talking about this for like eight weeks, but it's a positive step forward. Good job. I will now root for the Cleveland Guardians. (laughs) All right. So moving on to a topic that is close to both of our hearts. Yes, it is. Even the most diehard fan will admit that the Housewives franchise has hit a snag or two in recent years. You know, as the franchise reckons with more serious topics like race and politics, it hasn't quite yet figured out what the tone of the show is anymore. But just when we needed it most, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills has managed to stumble upon one of the most entertaining Housewives characters we've seen in a long time. One that's been a breath of fresh air amid a growing number of very uncomfortable TV moments. As BuzzFeed's Shannon Keating knows all too well, her name is Kathy Hilton. Yes, as in Paris Hilton's mom. Shannon joins us now with more on why we should all be thanking the gay gods for Kathy Hilton. Hi, Shannon. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. So first, let's talk about why the Housewives franchise, and particularly Beverly Hills, needed a breath of fresh air. You wrote that the last season was full of, quote, bad vibes. Can you break down what happened last season and where production failed the fans? <laughs> yes, there were there were a lot of bad vibes last season. Um <laughs> I mean, I think Beverly Hills is an example of one of the series in the franchise that has been going on for so long that some of the women have, I think, got like a little bit too big for their britches, perhaps, you know? Yes. And and newcomers can kind of get like really gobbled up. Um, And I think that happened last season with Denise Richards. We had a little bit of uh, gay panic going on when she was accused of having an affair with former housewife Brandi Glanville. Very messy. But Beverly Hills, as well as a lot of the other cities, have been um, getting more political as like the cultural climate has changed. 
And that's, that's been tough on the ladies of Beverly Hills. You know, it's, yes. uh, I don't know if I necessarily needed to know, you know, so many of their, um, kind of, you know, horrific opinions about, uh, things like race and privilege. And even though I understand, you know, that, uh, Housewives is just trying to stay relevant and, you know, like maintain uh, like links with the broader culture. It's, it's been hard, you know, it's the show that a lot of us tune into for escapism and it's really, uh, last season. Um, yeah, it was, the fun wasn't there as much. I think, I think it's like what you're saying is like these, these topics are important, but are yes. these the ladies who should be talking about it? <laughs> yeah, perhaps not. Perhaps not. Uh, well, you specifically said in your piece that the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is having sort of an identity crisis. Can you expand on what you mean by that? Yeah, I mean, I th- I think that relates to the, you know, the kind of political developments that the show is making. It's a tricky balance on Housewives, right, where you... You want a lot of mess, you want a lot of drama, but you don't want it to get so messy that there's nobody to root for, you know? Like, you still need to have some sympathy with some of these women. You need to, you know, feel like you're, um, like, more on someone's side and even in, like, you know, the most inane fights possible. And I think it's been harder and harder to like some of these women I I have found, Um, especially as they just kind of close ranks among themselves and, uh, you know, don't really open themselves up to outsiders. Enter Kathy Hilton. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, truly, I just like, I think, you know, we knew Kathy Hilton was coming on the show. And for listeners who don't watch the show, she is sisters with Kyle, who has been on the show since the beginning. And I think we were all just kind of like, okay, Kathy's going on. And we had no, we had, we could not predict what chaos she was going to bring to this show. And not in like a drama way, just in a real kooky way. Real kooky. One thing you put perfectly in your piece is that, quote, basic rules of perception and logic don't seem to apply to her, which is true because I really wish I could describe Kathy Hilton. But when I text my friends after I've seen an episode, all I say is, oh, man, Kathy. (laughs) So it's like, (laughs) what are some of your favorite examples of Kathy and what she is bringing to this show? Yeah, I mean, I think I think something that makes Kathy so delightful is that she isn't like as you said, she's just not easy to categorize, you know, like she's just such a specific person and also someone who has just been so bonkers wealthy for so much of her life. You know, like a lot of the women comment on the fact that like Kathy is just not used to doing pretty much like anything by herself. Um, I mean, like these, this is a group of wealthy women, but I mean, Kathy is in like a total other, you know, stratosphere of wealth. Which is probably why the, why it's so weird when we know how wealthy she is. And then she's just trying to pull pranks on these people who are just, they're just trying to like, I mean, this show is not about pranks. This show is about being poised, dressing well and having money. And Kathy's just like being a clown over here. I don't know. That's why it works because the other women come into this like needing the fame and needing the money that the show can Mm -hmm. bring them. But Kathy doesn't need any of it. She's literally just there to have a good time. Yeah. She's just along for the ride. Like while you've got other women, you know, like, 
Dorit coming in dressed in head to toe, Louis Vuitton monograms, you know, like just <laughs> constantly trying to put so much effort into turning a look. And then you've got Kathy rolling up in her like, you know, like girls rule t-shirt, like from the mall, you know, like she just doesn't care really. And that is so freeing. There's one episode where where Sutton is having this kind of Parisian lunch and everyone's dressed really cute and Kathy just shows up in a button up and she's like, well, this is what I wear every time I go to Paris and I go like six <laughs> times a year, so I would know. <laughs> and I'm just like, good for you, Kathy. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Kathy's success comes at something of a critical time for the franchise. Uh, you know, ratings have been down across the board. A lot of Housewives legends are dropping like flies either because they're quitting or they're getting fired. Um, there have been several scandals with housewives being arrested for like some pretty, you know, vile uh, alleged crimes. And then there have been some heinous and frankly, just unwatchable racism scandals in basically every single city this year. What can Bravo learn from Kathy Hilton's success about what exactly viewers want to see on these shows? I mean, I don't know. And on the one hand, it's tough, right? Because I feel like, can you really replicate a Kathy Hilton? I feel like that's <laughs> that's hard. It would be hard to do. But it I is think, lightning in a bottle. I think that she's just brought like some much needed levity to the season. Like, especially when you just have, you know, like the same fight about racial microaggressions that has been unfolding over multiple episodes. Uh, and then you've just got, you know, Kathy in the background interjecting herself, asking who Hunky Dory is. It's just like, it's a, it's a kind of like joyousness and silliness that I feel like we have not seen in just in this like wave of self-seriousness on Housewives. When you had said it, it's going to be hard to replicate, Kathy, could you do that? And so now I'm wondering, she's just a friend of on this mm-hmm. season. Do you think that she's going to be promoted to a main player or should she even be promoted to one? Because that could change everything. That could change everything. I know it's hard. It's I mean, something that's great about Kathy's allure is that we're not really seeing into her like every day the way you do with the other wives she just kind of like wanders in and out I know that she has seen how much the fans have loved her so I wonder if that might change her calculations a little bit I mean I hope it would I would see plenty more of Kathy well we'll be right back BuzzFeed Shannon Keating has more on Kathy Hilton and the housewives Fit. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Thursday, February 10th. 
Kick off Super Bowl 56 weekend with host Keegan-Michael Key. Find out who will be named the AP Most Valuable Player. Delivered by Pizza Hut, the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year. Presented by Nationwide and more. Plus, the Pro Football Hall of Fame Class of 2022. Delivered with Uber Eats will be revealed. NFL Honors. Presented by Invisalign. Thursday, February 10th at 9 Eastern, 8 Central. On ABC, NFL Network, and ESPN+. All times live except in the Pacific Time Zone. Welcome back. We're talking with Shannon Keating about all things Real Housewives. So, you know, even though Kathy gives off major I don't give a fuck vibes, the truth is she must give some fucks about this, right? Because she's avoided the show for a literal decade, but chose to come on now. Steven and I have talked about this before, just amongst ourselves but (laughs) what do you think kathy wants from this is she trying to rebrand herself or repair the hilton family image after paris has come forward about you know abuse she experienced as a teen it's like why now kathy yeah i think that's a good question and um yeah i do wonder if uh her appearance in the paris hilton documentary might have changed some of her calculations i haven't seen it but I've, i've heard that she comes across quite cold and and calculating and uh obviously she has the reputation of someone who put her daughters in the spotlight very young and yeah perhaps perhaps this is a little bit about image rehabilitation for her but at the same time it's like does she need it i don't know if she does on the paris hilton note there, there's something that I've been trying to like unpack when I'm watching Beverly Hills, and it's this. You've got Kathy Hilton playing up this character of like this dumb blonde, right? She asks, who's hunky-dory? She's putting like uh, eardrops in her eyes. She's like constantly looking like an unmade bed. And it's really working for her. But I can't help but notice that she's sort of replicating mm-hmm. the success of Paris Hilton on The Simple Life. And one thing I can't figure out, do you think that Paris Hilton was doing a Kathy impression or is Kathy <laughs> is Kathy now doing a Paris Hilton impression? <gasps> oh my god, I don't know. I mean, I I haven't gotten like too in the weeds thinking about the extent to which Kathy really is like putting on the the ditzy act but i mean paris also was so good at it to the extent that you really kind of couldn't tell what was fact or fiction and i don't know yeah maybe this is giving us insight into where paris's whole persona came from yeah honestly steven when you said that my first thought was just the apple doesn't fall far from the tree (laughs) you know i was just like these two even though they're different they are the same they've got some weird stuff going on (laughs) And I do believe that there is a a degree to which, like, Kathy is playing it up. I mean, we've mentioned this hunky-dory thing, if if listeners don't know what I'm talking about. One of the characters says, I can't just pretend that everything's hunky-dory. And then Kathy looks at her and goes, who's hunky-dory? Now, it was really funny, but I have to admit, I do think Kathy Hilton knows Kathy, she has to know, right? Listen, or she's too rich to know. (laughs) That's true. Do rich people have to know words? Probably not. Okay, so Shannon, basically Kathy has given us everything this season that we didn't know we needed. What do you think she's going to give us next season if she comes back? You know, should Bravo bring back Kim so that we can have all three sisters on the show together for some actual drama? I mean, what what do we want here for the franchise? I can't even imagine. Like, 
I can't even, I mean, just all three of these sisters have just proven themselves to be, you know, I mean, like Paris, you know, iconic reality TV stars and in extremely different ways. I mean, all of these sisters are so different and yet share a similar, I guess it is like kind of a kookiness, even though Kathy is like much further on the spectrum of kook. But yeah, I mean, I think just their family, which is just like, a big complicated has been in the spotlight for decades. I mean, that would be incredible television. I I would, I would definitely watch that, especially because I would love to unpack the scene where Kathy reveals that Kim changed her number and told Kathy, but not not her other sister, yes, Kyle. So what like, is yeah, going I would on like there? Family dynamics explained to me here. We also don't know why Kathy and Kyle had been feuding for a while, right? Why they hadn't spoken. I wonder if we'll ever learn. They've hinted at it. They've said that it's because Kyle was making that show for the Paramount Network. Oh, yeah, about their which, loosely based about on the their family. family. Right. Yeah, but like very loosely based. And Kyle said, like it's not autobiographical. But that is why they stopped speaking, and then they started speaking once American Woman got what canceled. got canceled. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> because that makes family sense. supports family. <laughs> These are the plot lines we need on the next season. I want the Richard sisters trifecta on my TV. I really do. I yes. do too. I I also want more of Kathy's um, bonkers aesthetics. I mean, what a great example of a money can't buy taste because uh, (laughs) from from the clothes to the house to um, her creepy baby doll wreaths, she, um, I don't think uh, Kathy's got a great eye necessarily. (laughs) Kathy is certainly special. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Shannon, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, guys. This was a lot of fun. Kathy forever. (laughs) Kathy forever. That's it for today. Come back and join us on Monday. And remember, Velma is a cartoon character and can be literally any race. BuzzFeed Daily is produced by Dan Bauza, Joshua Burnley, Tanya Bustos, Jess Goodwin, and Eric Nedanin. Special thanks to Samantha Hennig and Tommy Wesley. Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of what you love about BuzzFeed, coming to you daily. Thursday, February 10th. Kick off Super Bowl 56 weekend with host Keegan-Michael Key. Find out who will be named the AP Most Valuable Player. Delivered by Pizza Hut, the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year. Presented by Nationwide and more. Plus, the Pro Football Hall of Fame Class of 2022 delivered with Uber Eats will be revealed. NFL Honors, presented by Invisalign. Thursday, February 10th at 9 Eastern, 8 Central on ABC, NFL Network, and ESPN+. All times live except in the Pacific Time Zone. Open to all teams and players, the NFL's Inspire Change Initiative acknowledges the ways that systemic racism contributes to barriers to opportunity and equality and focuses on ongoing efforts on creating progress in the areas of education, economic advancement, community and police relations, and criminal justice reform. To learn more about the NFL's commitment to ensuring a more equal and just future, text NFLIC to 635635. It takes all of us to advance social justice. The Gangster Chronicles podcast is a weekly conversation that revolves around the underworld. From criminals and entertainers to victims of crime and law enforcement, we cover all facets of the game. Gangster Chronicles podcast doesn't glorify or promote illicit activities, 
we just discuss the ramifications and repercussions of these activities. Because after all, if you play gangster games, you are ultimately rewarded with gangster prizes. Our Heart Radio is number one for podcasts, but don't take our word for it. Find the Gangster Chronicles podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. 